Hi, everyone. It's podcast time again. Thank you for joining us on this episode. We sat down with Sam and Penny Torres of Fibernew Tampa on this episode. Sam and Penny have had their business up and running for some time now, and they're really successful. They shared a lot of insights and a lot of comments that you probably would hear at a Fibernew seminar, very similar topics. Focusing on being mobile was key to Sam and Penny because being mobile means you can do jobs a lot quicker and it just increases your profitability. So they go into some detail on how they had to realize that the hard way and now they focus on it solely. They focus too on doing fiber new type work because that's where the profit margins are. The upholstery work, um, traditional upholstery work that is, can be outsourced and you have an opportunity to of course make some money on that. But Sam really, really focuses on sticking to fiber new work where the cost of product is very low and the profitability is very high. They share a lot of insights on the type of work they do uh, with furniture stores. They do a lot of work with moving companies, warranty companies. And one interesting thing that Sam mentions is that in doing work with warranty companies, he becomes with the representatives from those companies, basically like friends. They're on a first name basis. He'll phone them up just out of the blue to, to just talk to them, see what's new, what's going on, or ask them a question just to start the conversation. He wants to be the go-to person for these warranty companies. And of course, doing that means just building a relationship with them. And he said it pays off in spades. Sam and Penny believe very much in the notion of paying it forward. And they go into a lot of detail throughout the conversation of what that means exactly. Now, there are a lot of really, really great takeaways on business building that Sam and Penny share. But at one point in the conversation, it really turned into the topic of overcoming adversity. Sam and Penny started building their business right before the recession a few years back, went through the recession, wrote it out with their business, and they were on the brink of losing everything, their house, their business, you name it. And they chose to keep their business because their business, as they saw it, was what was going to get them through the recession. And they're very glad they did. They had to rebuild get the business up with strong roots again and today it's all behind them and they're in a very very good spot we hope you enjoy this podcast and as always can glean some takeaways to apply to your own business thanks a lot everyone okay penny torres sam torres thank you very much for joining us on this recording i really appreciate you taking time out of your day just to uh, discuss your business Thank you so, so much for having us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. To start with, um, as we usually do on these, let's talk about your business. Um, first of all, exactly where you are, if you want to just describe your, uh, your territory uh, and when you started. How long have you been doing sure. this? Sure. Yeah, we've been with Fiber News since 2005, January of 2005. So I believe we're in our 13th or 14th year already. Um, we own and operate Fiber New Tampa, Hillsborough County. So it's the whole county of Hillsborough County. It's funny when when you mentioned starting in January, I was just uh, I just had a picture of you guys flying from Florida to Calgary in January, and uh, the shock that must have been. <laughs> yeah. we, were, we were certainly bundled up. It was a cold one. Yeah, cause I we were, believe we were it. From California, moved to Florida, so we were in two sunny states. 
Uh, I was told to buy warm clothes. We didn't have any. Went to a thrift store, bought a big old parka. I thought I was over-exaggerating, but I wasn't. <laughs> it was cold. You can never be too prepared in January uh, when you're in Calgary. So <laughs> that was good advice. Let's, uh, let's now talk about your, your business today. Um, Sam, you and I were just talking about how you have a couple of specific niches that, that really work well for you. And then you were talking about how all the other work that comes in is, is really, well, you called it bonus work outside of your kind of core services. Do you want to just describe the makeup of the work you guys typically do right now? Sure, absolutely. I do a lot of warranty work for extended warranty companies like Caltex or Siskin Permaplate, ECP. Um, I do a lot of those accounts. I also do a lot of redyes, repairs for interiors of homes for sofas. Um, that's that's my joy right there. I love working on furniture because I've been doing it for so long that I don't even think about it anymore. I just do it. And so where I remember when I first started 13 years ago and I was working for a company um, like American Signature, which was like a furniture store, but still is, um, they had color loss on a sofa that was gray. And me and my wife, when we were working it together, we would pick up that sofa from the customer's home. We would take it home. We would put it in our garage, our shop. We would re-dye it. And we would bring it back like a week, two weeks later when we didn't have any other work we were doing. And then we'd take it back. And a lot of times we would scuff it or, or you know, or it just takes so long. It would take me two hours to get it on the truck and home and then two hours back. So that's four hours just right there of losing that. And then plus if we scuffed it, then we had to fix it while we're at the customer's home. So what we do now is that same job that would take me a week would literally take me three hours now in the customer's home. Because I lay tarps down. Um, the customers are concerned. I'm like, I've been doing this for 13 years. I laid tarps down. I've never not even had one incident before. Um, and they're like, fine. So I do it, and they're thrilled, and they pay me, and I leave. <laughs> and we, we were just talking about the, the, the profit or the difference in profit margin when running your business like that. I mean, um, makes a huge difference to your bottom line, doesn't it? Correct. Yes. Let me give you a for instance. The other day, um, it was slow on Monday. Tuesday was really good. And then Wednesday, um, I lined up two redies in the same day, which I knew was going to be a long day. Well, the first house, I was going to die like five panels. And I'm like, okay, if I die five panels, that's not going to take me that long. So it'll give me a chance to go to the next house and die, die like four more. Well, what happened was I went to the first house. They ended up having me do like ten panels. So that's like five cushions and five backrests. And so that took me like four hours. Um, the second one which I don't live in my territory, so it takes me a while to drive to my first stop. So my first stop always takes me a minimum of one hour to get to, but it's a big deal to me because it's just, it's already in my brain. That's what I have to do. So I don't even think about that. So after my first stop, I went to my second stop and the same thing happened. So that day, I believe I did like $2,300, which was a good day. Back in the day, those two jobs would have taken me two different weeks and a lot of pickup and delivery fee and time just just alone for doing one job would have taken me to drive time for one stop if that makes mm -hmm. sense can i jump in here for one yeah. second jeff 
Another thing ahead. I remember about when we used to bring those jobs home was that oftentimes when we were doing it in our own garage, we would have to fight sometimes dust and the elements and even the lighting. But when you're in a customer's home, you are in the lighting that they are going to see it in. And therefore, mm-hmm. you're able to um, make it look exactly like the other pieces that you may have not taken with you, as well as see it in their lighting. And when they look at it themselves, they agree, yes, it looks perfect. But when we do it in our own home, we're second-guessing. Is the color right? Is it going to match the rest of it? So it really has its advantages. Makes total sense. That's a great Yeah. Talk to the customer. Is there to confirm the color and all that? Because what I usually do is I'll dye one panel and say, do you like this color? Is this the color like they're like? It matches perfectly. I'm like, okay. So this way I'll continue. And then when I'm done, I can say, okay, can you look over the whole thing just to make sure I didn't miss anything because I'm a human being and I do have errors sometimes before I clear coat it so that this way you're, you're okay with it. Because once I clear coat it, we're done. And just, they'll be like, okay, let me check it. And sometimes they find stuff. The other day, the same, that same day, a gentleman pulled out his flashlight, his super OCD. He goes, you missed this little spot over here. I'm like, no problem. I am so sorry. I'm like this. I'm like, look, you're paying me very good money. Do what you got to do. Let's just get this done so you're happy. So when I leave, you're going to be happy with me. Because mm-hmm. there's a couple more spots over here. I'm like, no problem. Let me take care of those for you. I didn't see anything, but I just moved the magic spray wand, took care of it for yeah. him, and he was thrilled. Um, yeah, with, with, no we were also talking about profitability. I think with those two jobs, with fiber new products, and must have spent our purchase um, or consumed um, between both jobs, I think like $40 worth of fiber new products. So most of it was my labor, which is great. So, like, out of twenty three hundred, forty dollars was fiber new products. Uh, sorry, how many hours was it? Start to finish. Um, from both jobs, I played seven, eight, maybe. Okay. Okay. I just been doing a lot of time, so I just do it. I don't think about it. If that makes sense. Yes, yeah. very good money. Right. <laughs> well, also, that, Sam that, is that's, very fast now. He's very fast at mixing color, matching color. You have to hang in there I believe because that. I remember our very first job. It took us three hours one time to match a color. Now it takes him like five minutes or ten minutes. I believe that. It's a skill that's acquired over time. Mm-hmm. Over the years, what, how have you built your clientele list up? How have you built your work? Um, what, what are some of the contributing factors there? In the very beginning, we talked to a lot of people, just networked built it up that way. Um, Fiber new franchise presence, the uh, website presence is very strong now with us because since we've been doing it so long and we used to put photos in our before and after pictures on there and stuff. So when customers, before they even call us, they know what to expect because they see my photos. And if they don't, the awesome thing about it is if I'm talking to them on the phone, I'm like, have you seen my work? And they're like, no, I just looked you up. I'm like, is this your cell phone? They're like, yes. I'm like, can I text you my link to my website for the before and after photos? They're like, you can do that? I'm like, yes, I can do that. When I first started with FiberNew, my wife had made up a photo album. So we'll literally have to take our pictures to the customer's house and show them that way. Those days are long gone. Matter of fact, even if we know that we're going to do a car seat and we've seen the car seat because they send us a photo, 
if we have an after picture that's going to be similar to what they're looking at, we can literally just shoot them. This is what the potential of your car seat will look like. And that's wow. pretty awesome. Sold right there. Sold. Yeah. That's all they need to see. Yeah, another thing we did, a couple things we did is we did, um, you know, community-like shows where I remember we did a couple um, pet, pet, what do you call them? Expos. Pet expos where we went out, set up a table, set up a tarp. I put out a bunch of before and after pictures. I did a raffle drawing for $75 off of a cleaning or a free cleaning. And we literally got several customers out of that. Not only that, but we got email addresses. We were able to send them information, our website. So that's also a really good way to get started. Yes. Plus, all those, all those links Flavor International gives us the call in the very beginning were a big asset with us because in the very beginning, uh, a lot of those clients were the uh, customers that Flavor had told us about, and we we took off the gates running because we had all those customers that needed a, a void field in this territory. Um, I forgot. Makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now yeah. we actually – I work for a few furniture stores over here in Tampa, high-end furniture stores. I work for a moving company. So when the customer damages the furniture, without question asked, I just get an email saying, Sam, uh, this got damaged at this location. Please take care of it. And I do that for like two men in the truck. I work for a few furniture stores. Um, adjustment. Adjustment bags. I also work for, um, like I was stating earlier, Caltech, Siskin Enterprises, ECP. I get a lot of work orders from them. Uh, when I first started, I was probably 90% furniture, 10% cars. Now I think I'm 60% cars, uh, 40% furniture. Even though I believe that my furniture is my bread and butter, I don't think it is anymore. I think it's cars through warranty services because they give me so much work. And one of the reasons I believe I get so much work from them is because I've established relationships with the customer service reps at these locations. Um, a lot of people, I believe, when they first make the phone call and establish a relationship and they start getting work orders, they don't call them back. They just, they just get, right. they get the work order, they do the work, they email the invoice and the photos, and that's it. <sighs> You got to be on a first name basis with those people, don't Thank you? you. They're, they're very important. Yes. When yeah. I get a call from Caltech, I'm like, "Hey, Annette, how are you doing?" And she's like, "Hey, Sam, how's it going?" Because they know who I am. I want them to know me because I learned a long time ago in sales, people don't hire companies; they hire people. They hire people they like, people who they're comfortable with. If I'm comfortable with you, I'm going to hire you because I'm comfortable with you, and it's going to make my job a lot easier. You're going to know what my likes and not likes are because you build that reputation to talk to me and get to know what I need. Um, so like with, for instance, it's, with Caltech, and I used to just call just to make up stuff to talk to them because I wanted them – I knew what the answer was, but I wanted them to get used to hearing my voice. So I would call, I know I need to go here and do this. Is it okay if I do this? Just because I tell those people, I'm like, I want to let you know I work for you. I don't work for your customers, so I need to do what you tell me to do, not what they say, because they told me to do this too, and I don't have their authorization because it's not in the work order. So is it okay if I do it? They're like, yeah, go ahead and do it. From now on, you can do stuff like that. But I'm like, okay, because I work for you, and I just want to make sure it wasn't denied or anything like that. And so I call every two weeks and talk to them. 
and speak to them and make them sure that they're okay and if they need anything to call me. And that's how a lot of us have built up the reputation to where they'll even send me work orders and like, I know this is not your territory, but can this be fixed? And I'll answer them back, yes, this can be fixed, mm-hmm. or no, this can't be fixed, mm-hmm. or they would have to do it this way. And even though it's not in my territory, they're not comfortable with the other techs. They're comfortable with me. And I want them to, You're the go-to to guy. rely on me. I want them yeah, to rely on me, correct. I'm the go-to guy. Yeah. I always want to be the go-to guy. I remember even before um, you put those zip, where you can put the zip codes in for fiber, and you pop up who the nearest person was. I'm like, if you don't know who it is, you give me a call, and I'll pull over, and I'll find out who it is for you, which, right. which fiber technician is for you. And now when I get those phone calls, I'm like, here, let me show you how to go on Fiber New website. You can punch in the zip code, and it'll pull up the nearest tech. I can do it for you, and I have no problem doing that. But if you want to learn how to do it so you can do it in the future, I'll show you how. I'm like, you can do that? I'm like, absolutely. It's that easy with Fiber New now. I want to add to that, Jesse, the same thing, even with customers that are not a company, even when an individual calls and they say, hey, mm-hmm. can you re-dye my shoes? And we say, uh, our price has started $175. Do you sure you want our services? And they go, oh, wow, they're only $20 shoes, but I need them for right. a prom or I need them for a wedding. And we don't just click hang up the phone. We take care of every single person. We will say, what city are you in? Oh, well, why don't you try calling this person? Or why don't you call your nearest um, uh, who? Shoe, repair. shoe repair person? Or, you know, we'll give them suggestions. We never just drop the ball with people because you know why? They remember. And it might be down the road. It might be a year. It might be, you know, and they may actually be a, a president of another company that you're not aware of. So. Whenever you help people, it will come back to you. So true, Penny. It, it's almost like you guys are quoting out of Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People book right now. I mean, he always – I swear you guys are like, like almost dictating right out of the pages of it. But his, his whole idea around this, and, and he – I mean, his claim was that only – 15% of his success could be attributed to technical ability. The other 85% was all about the relationships and the personal connections he had with people. Oh, that's awesome. And well, that's exactly what about, you've just described right here. You know, not to well, say that you're about, only 15% technical, but the, the fact that it's, it's more of a, the emphasis on the personal side, right? Well, it's yes, so but I want to say this is that honestly, it's not really a tactic. It's truly our heart. And so when you make it yeah. part of your integrity of the person that you are, it flows, mm-hmm. it's natural, and it's not an inconvenience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, le- I've literally um, pulled over the side of the road to look up websites for people who needed something done. I talked to a gentleman yesterday for like 15 minutes on the phone because he wanted something done for his, for his dashboard of his airplane that I could not do. And I remember the company, but I could not figure it out. And I couldn't, still couldn't figure it out. But I told him, you can't find it. I'll keep on looking at my house. So I told him, give me a call back in a week. And this is for something I'm not going to even get paid on. But later on, if he needs something like his seats redied, I believe he'll call me. You know it. So, yes. Yeah, it always, always comes back. That. We're always looking out for somebody else just so that they're taken care of. Good for you guys. That's fantastic. Um, Penny, I... You were t- talking uh, before we started recording that um, you've ventured off into your own enterprise. Do you want to just quickly describe that? 
Sure. Well, first let me say this, that I could have never, man, you make me cry now. I could have never even imagined owning a business at all. And coming on with Fiber New has been life-changing for us. When I got Jake as my coach, he literally became almost like a, a business dad to me. <laughs> all of the things that I shouldn't have said, shouldn't have done, he was really, really awesome and really radically changed my life. Um, and with that being said, being able to be successful in business with CyberNew and learning so much more about myself and um, some P's and Q's of business that I had no idea about gave me the confidence to go ahead and start another business. Now, I would not have started another business except for that um, my season had just ended because I was really sick for a little while. I had to stay home. I was doing the paperwork. And with that happening, I gained a lot of weight. And my health was, was at risk um, because of where I was at physically. I had to hire people to come and help me um, for a good two and a half, maybe three years. I was just not myself. And when I had those people come into my home, I recognized things I didn't like and things I did like. And because of that, I had a dream of being able to help people that way as well. And Sam was doing so well with the business, he really didn't need me anymore. Um, other than moral support, attaboys, and <laughs> those kinds of things, and uh-huh. an occasional, yeah. you know, suggestion. But what I started was a cleaning service. But my desire was to do the very thing that my husband said he had hoped, you know, one day to bring our fiber new into, which would be to have employees, to be able to train them, and to be able to run a business and not necessarily do all of the work of it. Um, however, I think Sam has maybe kind of regressed slightly on that because he really enjoys what he does and likes having his hands in it, which, you know, I I can agree that that's a good thing for him. But for me, I have um, started a business after I had started to lose a little bit of weight. I found out I had sleep apnea. I was feeling a lot better. I had one client that I was reached out to in a community paper that was asking for help, and I just felt impelled to say, I'll do it. And before I could even believe that I said that, she responded and gave me her address. She's been my customer for a year now. This family that I went to was a husband and wife who couldn't basically do anything for themselves, and they themselves, being very obese, um, really needed help. And so I went over there, and I packed their whole house, um, moved it to another house, unpacked their whole house, organized every closet, every drawer, every cabinet. I couldn't do it alone, so I hired a friend, which led to me eventually having eight employees. And um, God has just really blessed it. We have have now... Um, one year, not even one year later, I think October will be one year. I now have every single day work filled, um, at least, at least one to two jobs a day. I have at least four employees, um, a week in those jobs because I have a rotation of crew of people who don't work every day, but I'm happy. I'm excited. Um, making money. But the, the thing that really, I think you want to hear, and the part that really is important is I didn't choose a completely separate business that was outside of their vision for our family. Our vision is to keep the money in the house. So with that being said, every time I have an opportunity to refer my husband, if I'm in Tampa area, then I can refer my husband for their sofa that needs help, you know, or a chair that needs to be redyed or a car. I let them know because I'm a mouthpiece. I always let people know what we do. I never leave money on the table. If they need groceries ran or whatever, I do that. If they need, you know, air vent filled, I do that. If they need a couch repaired or clean, I let them know my husband does that. 
And so it's been really awesome because our businesses go hand in hand. And I also shared with you that even when it's not my husband's territory, my heart is always to help other franchisees as well. So I'm constantly referring, handing out numbers to my customers for um, Dave, who's in, you know, the territory that I live in. So I really feel like it's been a blessing to have a business that complements each other and can refer each other. And I don't believe we're going to stop here. I believe that there's going to be more even. And I really, truly attribute it to the confidence that I gain being in Fiberdale. So I'm excited about that. Fantastic, Penny. That is that is so cool. Um, I, I, I can't think of another example of, you know, when you said, you know, the, the business uh, – um, education that you received through Fiber New and how that's that's now contributing to your own business. Love to hear that, and love to hear yeah, that it, it, you guys complement each other. Sam, yeah, and I haven't left Sam high and dry. I mean, just this last week, Sam was needing an upholsterer, and because of my personality, I suppose, and because of my go getemness, I picked up the phone uh-huh. and I found another upholsterer for him. So it's not like I'm completely removed. I've just right. you know use my use my influence when needed and learn to back off when not needed. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, we uh, wish, wish you all the success, obviously, in your own business and uh, look forward to hearing more stories down the road where it goes from here. One thing um, we also wanted to talk about is some of the, the evolution that you guys have, have gone through, uh, both in your business with FiberNew and and on the personal side. And, you know, when we go back to 2005 and some of those, those startup years for you to where you are now, can we just wind the clock back a little bit and, and, and talk about some of the, the circumstances you found yourself in, some of the challenges that you, uh, you had to overcome over the years that, that have brought you to where you are today? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we first started in 2005, um, things were going great. Um, we didn't, we have never seen so much money come into our household because we were younger. Uh, we had just moved from California. Um, I was working at a job before that for 13 years as a union member, as a sales rep for a coffee company. So my paycheck looked the same every two weeks. Um, it wouldn't pretty much deviate from that. And my wife was a stay-at-home mom, so she would work at home, but she didn't have a full-time job job outside the home. Mm-hmm. So we came with FiberNew, and we we're starting getting invoices out there and started getting these checks in the mail. We were, like, thrilled. So thrilled, we didn't know how to – it's almost like having a lot, hitting a lottery and just blowing it all because you didn't know how to handle that much money, if that makes sense. So with that being said, we would go out to dinner a lot, my 22-year-old daughter, who was like eight or nine at the time, uh, would want a steak dinner. I'm like, yeah, I got a steak dinner. It's only 25 bucks. No big deal. We were foolish. But at the same time, things were going great, and so we're bringing all this money in. Unfortunately, we didn't prepare for the recession that we didn't know was about to hit. So right before the recession, we purchased a – because we moved from California, so we had some money – so we bought our fiber new franchise straight out cash, and then we put a big down payment on a brand new house that was going to be built in one year. So after the house was built, we moved in, 
And the house had a lot of equity in it. I mean, a lot of equity even before we bought it. So we were like, my Lord, this is awesome. With that being said, we worked hard. We're doing great. Matter of fact, we had called Fibernew to order more product because Penny was going to go her way. I was going to go my way. We were being booked out like three weeks. Things were going great. Mm -hmm. The week that we ordered product and it was shipped to us was the same week the recession hit. And when it hit, I mean, it hit hard. So from being booked out three weeks, we ended up maybe doing one service call a week. And mind you, I had a mortgage that was twice the size of a mortgage in my mortgage in California. So we were stressed out. Um, I'll be honest, depression set in. I was just like, I felt like I got hit with a bat beside the head. I didn't know what happened because with all this money not coming in anymore and the high bills we had back then because we were um, had a brand new house, brand new things, we had kids that were like in soccer and our medical bills and all this stuff. They didn't stop coming. They kept on coming. So right. we had to get to a turning point where we had to make a decision. Do we lose the house or do we lose the business? Because we, there was no way we could swallow that mortgage. <laughs> there was no way at all. And we still had our franchise fees. So it's like, okay, do I go get a full-time job and just forget Fibernew and take over this job? We chose for him to not have to work a full-time job and have him keep with the business and not keep the house. So keep, it was more important to us to run the franchise and to build that up than to keep our home. And, you know, it was, it was hard a little bit at first. We cried one day, and then we just wiped our tears and said, roll up our sleeves, we're going to get back to work. And... Um, after that, you know, we, we continue to grow. I'm going to hand it back to Sam. Yeah, so we lost our home, but we were able we to let stay. it go. We, we let it go. It yeah. wasn't that important to us because it was just a thing, a thing that was, if you own a home outright, it's an asset. But if you're making payments on it, it's a liability. And this house was a liability because it wasn't bringing money into the house. So we chose the thing that would bring money into us and that we can grow in the future with, which we did. It's been a blessing to us. I don't have a college education, so I do not believe the money I make now, I do not believe I can make without a college education. And I do believe there's a lot of people with college education that I still make more than. Yeah. Not that I'm knocking the college education because I'm all for it, I just didn't have that opportunity when I was younger. Understood. Yeah. And why, especially going from, like you said, you know, one job a week to where you are now um, and having to make that decision, is it the house or the business? Um, how did that play out for you guys? I mean, was it, you obviously had to move. You obviously had to make some, some pretty hard, you know, lifestyle choices. What are some of the things you remember going through that? Yeah, we um, moved. Good and bad, you know. Well, our family got a lot closer because okay. also our house was a lot smaller. <laughs> so we went from yeah. a 500 square foot house with six bedrooms and four bathrooms down to three bedroom. a three bedroom house uh, that we were renting. Um. And pretty much it's just three bedrooms, a hallway, like a 
living room. So we've seen each other all the time. But that was okay because it grew us. I think the recession grew us closer because I remember Mm -hmm. going through the recession and my daughter, who is now 27 or 26 and married, she walked in one day with a bunch of quarters in her jar. She's like, I've been saving these, but we need this. We need this for the family. So here you go. And I literally wow. cried over that because just the compassion in my daughter's heart really moved me. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like things like that really you'll never forget. Um, I want to say also, um, I believe that it really impacted our children. Our children knew the difference between dad having to be gone, you know, hours and hours a day coming home in the evening just burned out, exhausted, and kind of non-emotionally existent when he worked a job. Mm-hmm. But when we worked fiber mm-hmm. new, he, they saw us together. They saw us working together. Even if we had work in the evening, we were still home. They could come out. They could talk to us. And I believe it really created a, a love and a desire in their hearts even for business. Our son, who's now 28 years old, he, he had a desire for business himself, uh, was going to school for that. He is now in school for film, but he also does um, side business for himself. So we have another entrepreneur. Um, He does just different little gigs on the side and will continue to do that. Our daughter, our oldest daughter, who's 26 and married, she runs her own business as well now. Um, She has a business out of her home. She has videos that people can log into her website where where she does live videos and she sells clothing. People love her. They love watching her videos. She's just, <laughs> cool. She has created, she has created um, a bunch of people around her that is her community. And so I believe it really affected our children um, as well as our other kids as well. They're, they're thinking about what can they do to inspire a business mindset. And so we never had that, Sam and I. We didn't have anybody in our family that were business owners. But it has developed a change, a shift in mindset for working for the man, you know, eight, ten hours a day to working for yourself and having the family life that you want. Wow. And also, another, Thank you for sharing that. Thing, yeah, another thing is I remember when I was running the Fiber franchise and my kids were all younger. By the way, our kids are pretty much out of the house already, all four <laughs> of them, which is crazy because they were like, crazy, yeah. when we first started Fiber, they were all running around, around the house. But I remember being able to go to the baseball games and the soccer games because when I picked up again and I was very busy, I would always take time to make sure I was with my kids for their baseball games and soccer games and dance practices and cheerleading practice because it was important to me. Because to me and Penny, our family comes first. Work comes second. Which that may sound weird, but without the family, work is pretty much who cares. You work for your family. Absolutely. Work is basically a tool that we have that we use to provide for our family a better lifestyle to make sure that they're taken care of. So even with money, money is a tool. It's not something you hoard. It's something you use to better off your family and people around you to bless them. And that's, we have giving hearts. So that's, that's what we think about. So, Oh, and one thing I was reminded of myself is when we were first starting out, I remember how bad it was. And I remember calling fiber international saying, we cannot get any work. And Miss Kelly picked up the phone, and she started talking okay. to us. And I thought it was going to be a sweet little don't worry about it and like a little pat on the head and all that. She's like, okay, this is what I want you to do. Go get a phone book. And this is before back in the phone book days. Remember those days? Go get a phone book <laughs> and start with the first page 
and go through every page and hide or write down on a piece on a journal, write down which customers you can serve out of this thing, whether it's airplanes or anything automotive, whatever it has to do. If it's an office, do they have furniture? I want you to write it down. After a week, my hand was so sore, I called her back, and I'm like, okay, look. I wrote down all these pages of stuff. My hand hurt so much, so I started highlighting the ones I could. And she's like, that's not what I asked you to do. I'm like, but there's too many. And she's like, exactly. There's that's too the point. many. <laughs> now, get that book and go out there and stop. Pretty much, she didn't say it in those words, but stop your crying and go get to work. Because there's always excuses of why you can't do something. Mm-hmm. You can't do it because you never got your rear end off the couch to go look for that work, yeah. if that makes sense. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And there's so many avenues of FiberNew that they're pretty much, I want to say they're endless, because even once in a while I get thrown for a side like, yeah, I can do that, but that has nothing to do with what I do, but I can do it. Adjustable bed? So, yes, like, for instance, um, like I said, we – People come first to us. Whether If we can't help them or not, we'll try to figure out a way to help them. So I was going to leave early to go pick up my nephew so he can hang out with us for the weekend. So I was going to make my day light, So which I did. I got a phone call when I was about to – and I was, I was like an hour away from home. I got a phone call from an older gentleman who's disabled who has an adjustable bed, and he told me that the movers – he got a budget movers – and they pretty much got his adjustable bed and just plopped it on the floor without setting it back up. And I told him, yeah, no problem. I can go there Monday and take care of that for him, look at it, and if there's any parts missing, we can order them, and we can go from there. Well, end of next week, I'm going on vacation for a week, so I knew I couldn't help him. So I hung up the phone. He said he'll take pictures and send them back to me so I can look at it. Well, I was sitting there, I almost felt like I got hit on the side of the head saying, you're a knucklehead. Why are you leaving this gentleman hanging? So I called him back and I said, sir, where do you live? And he gave me his address. I'm like, look, I'm going to go over there right now. And I had given him prices before, but I'm like, don't worry about the money. We'll figure it out later. He's like, okay. So I went there. I turned his adjustable bed upside down. The movers lost the feet to his bed. So it was on the floor. So it was hard for him to get uh, um, up and down off the bed. And the control box and the plug were missing to plug in the outlet. So I called, I called the adjustable bed company. I ordered the parts for him. He paid for them. And I'm like, can you put three-day express on that so I can get them by next Wednesday? And they said yes. So I'm going there next Wednesday. He goes, the most important thing is that at least that bed's off the floor so I can get up and down. I'm like, okay, the parts will come Wednesday. You call me once they come in, and that same day I will go there and take care of them for you. I don't care if I have to go there at 8 o'clock at night. This is a gentleman's help. That's what's more important to us. I don't even make as much money doing all the work I'm doing for this gentleman, but there's certain things in life. You just got to take care of people. It's got to always take care of you if you take care of people. It always just works out that way. So true. So very true. Do you think that, I, I, I believe I know the answer to this, but, but going back to the, the time that you had that was, that was really hard, sticking to that philosophy, I'm, I'm sure helped you through that phase. Correct? I'm just, I'm just wondering if you can describe like, some of the things that, that you guys actively were doing to, to get through that period, to get through that time. 
Um, I, I don't know. I just I, I'd like yeah, to like to understand a little more. Yeah. Go ahead. As far as what, Jesse? Well, I mean, going from one job a week, how did you start to rebuild the work from there? I mean, I'm sure a lot of it was was waiting out the recession. I'm sure that was a factor. Correct. But were there other like changes in your business you had to had to account for, or changes in the type of work you were pursuing? I'm yeah, just curious about had... stuff like that. Can I can I jump in? This is um, when I was also working with him at the time. So I went in. Um, we went together um, often to solicit different accounts, and he would go in one furniture store, and I'd go in another. We asked for the manager. I'd take in my little photo book and. We just started talking to people, and we didn't see work come in from all of them right away, but little by little, they remembered us. They remembered our face. They remembered the book. You know, you kind of touch, see, feel. <laughs> you hear it. You see it. You write it. You know, yep. it, it has right. to stick with them. One time handing the person okay. a card isn't enough. you got to keep going, keep telling them, keep showing them. And then we'd say to them, if you have a customer that's angry that you can't help, that you can't fix, we are not the fix-it people that you're sending out. We are the professionals. You want us. You know, you might want to do your $30 repair guy that you guys can pay $10 an hour or $20 an hour to go, but if they can't satisfy them, we can. And so that stuck with them because they had a lot of complaints and a lot of people that weren't happy with the work. And so at first they began to start giving us referrals of people that they weren't paying for, but then they began to give us their headaches as well that they still needed taken care of. But we did a lot of that, going to car lots and talking to people. You know, at first it kind of felt like you're pounding the pavement and, and you feel like you're banging your head against the wall at first. But eventually, you know, you do enough of them, they start to come back. I, for two years, was working in the car lots while Sam actually was working a job. And just one car lot, one or two days a week, paid our mortgage. So, you know, it, it paid off to keep going and keep asking just we didn't take no for an answer we kept going and kept asking you know so i think that was one of the huge things we did like i said we did those events we did different events we just kept making our name known yeah i remember we just didn't stop is what it sounds like yeah i remember (laughs) during during the recession when kelly asked us to go and drive and solicit everywhere i would literally pick a block and be there all day because these blocks are long and walk in every medical building every car dealership and after a week I'm like this is pointless just nothing's happening but it started a momentum because after keep on doing it for a while then you would turn over a rock and you'd get a job and you're like this is fantastic and then that one job they would probably hire you out every few weeks and so little by little it built up and I remember going into a furniture store two years ago or a year, excuse me, last year I went into a furniture store and I've been soliciting this furniture store for 12 years. It was a high end furniture store. And every time I go in, the owner was there. He's like, we have a guy. I'm fine, but thank you for coming in. Well, Mm -hmm. since then I went in there last year and I talked to this lady and she's like, believe it or not, the owner just fired that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind leaving your phone number? So I've been working them for I've been working for them for a year now, and I, that day I almost didn't even go in there because I was like I already been in there a bunch of times. What's the point? Because it just takes one more time 
just remember one more time, never give up. Just keep on going. Trust. Just trust that it's going to work out. And if not that one, something else will work out. You have to just keep on being if you just keep on doing the repetitive, the repetitive thing over and over again, it pays off. Because now even with that customer, I get referrals from. And they're all high-end customers, so those customers are great. As a matter of fact, even I went to go do a job for a, a moving company the other day, two minutes truck, and it wasn't a big high-rise condominium, an expensive one at that. So with that, I had to go to the fourth floor and – tell them that my truck was parked downstairs in the parking lot. And while I was there, the receptionist was there. And I said, hey, um, I need to go to the fourth floor or the second floor and do some work for them. But by the way, this is what I do. If you know anybody in the building or hear of anybody in the building that needs this kind of work, would you mind giving them my card or my thing? She's like, I have a sofa in my house that needs work done. Can I, can I give you a call later on? I'm like, love yes, it, me. Do me a favor, love and it. can you text me some pictures? So I got another job that's going to probably be four or five hundred dollars next week, just because I opened up my mouth right. for one person. Right. We never stop talking, no matter where we Thank go. You. I don't care what part of town it is, or how much money you make. I let you know because you can get fooled by the people you think that don't have money who actually do have money. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd like to also say this, Jesse, it's just kind of a, maybe a, a, a visual, is that it's like planting a garden. When you plant a garden, you have to put the seeds in, a, in a, what looks to be, you know, a fruitless piece of land. You plot, you mm-hmm. till it, you, you, you know, it's dirt. You put those seeds in, and some of them germinate and some of them don't. You may get, you know, 10 flowers of the hundreds of seeds you put in. Some of them come up and they maybe look like it's going to make something and a bird comes and steals it. But it doesn't mean right. you just give up on your garden. You keep doing it. I have, my husband bought me $100 worth of flowers, potted flowers outside the front door, and I never watered them. They all died and I felt so bad for being foolish that I never took care of these beautiful flowers. Well, the other day I moved them a little bit in the shade and I watered the heck out of them. And then it rained, and I watered them just a couple times, and it literally just took me a few minutes. But you know what? They're all sprouting new leaves, and it's the same thing. Nice. If you quit watering them, they're going to die. They're not, nothing's going to happen. Course. But if you start yeah. again and begin to speak life over your business and begin to believe in your business and begin to have confidence in it and continue to do the things you have to do, eventually they will come forth. Another story I really like is like about the bamboo. I believe the bamboo is underground for a really long time before it ever shoots up. But once it springs forth, it shoots up like so high and so far and so fast. But it takes a long time for that process to happen. And sometimes it's like that for business. But you know what? Um, It's really good because you will still get, it's like you'll get some to hold you over and tie you over until that moment comes. You don't know exactly when it's going to come, but it's coming because you continue to plant. You begin to continue to water. You begin continue to sow. It's going to come forth. Love it, Penny. Fantastic analogies. I didn't know that about bamboo, I'll admit, about, about it, 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 it. Is it like building its root system before we see it, I guess is what it comes yeah, down to? I, it's dormant I have to look for a that while, one up. and all of a sudden it just shoots up like crazy. Cool. I like that. Nope. I, I'm just wondering, in closing, um, anything else you want to comment on? You know, shared experiences, philosophies, and the like? 
Yeah, one thing I remember when um, I was in training, I was riding with Dan um, Danforth, mm-hmm. and we were going to, it was just me and him at the time, because I asked to stay a little bit longer because I was petrified of what I was getting into, and they agreed to let me stay a little longer for training. Um, this was 13 years ago. And so we were riding down this country road, and he was talking to a, a uh a fairly new franchisee and she was talking to him. I, I want to say complaining that she had to drive 40 minutes to go to a stop and she didn't want to do it because even though she needed the money, she didn't want to drive 40 minutes because it was just too far. And I, but yeah, she had no other work for that day. I remember that conversation, him talking to me like, I don't understand why people just won't drive to where they need to go to make money. And I remember that to that day because I personally do not live in my franchise area. I, my first stop takes a minimum of an hour. So um, with that being said, if you're hungry, you're going to go drive for food. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not even a question. And with that, you're going to build up your, your, your stops little by little. If it happens overnight, great. But usually when it happens overnight, it's too overwhelming and people can't handle it. But if it happens little by little and you're just taking these steps, you're going to grow. And you're just going to have different platforms to stand on. For instance, I've got the cars I work with for warranty. I have the furniture stores. I have the moving companies. And I even have a mall I do upholstery work for. So when one of them gets slow, the rest of them pick up. And when they all pick up together, I'm in my happy spot, of course. But now, I, now within the last six months, I put on a women's hospital. So I do all these chairs and, and sofa bed bottoms because they adjust for the husbands to sleep on at night. That I make really good money doing that. So with Fibernews, there's just so many avenues that we can get into, which actually um, – makes Fibernews very profitable. And with that being said, I have David King just to the north of me. Um, he lives in my, where I, he lives, the territory he owns is where I live. And he's even growing me because he's doing things that I can't even imagine doing. He, um, right. he reupholstered an RV, which I would never think of. He does boats and he does um, interiors of cars. I repair the car seats, but I've never reupholstered one to this day. He does all that stuff. So he's putting a little bit of fire under my britches to learn. So what I asked him to do was I got a lead for a boat in my territory, and I gave it to him, and he can keep all the money because I don't care about the money at this point. I'm not going to make any money if I don't know how to do it. So I'm basically going to go on a training with him tomorrow where he's going to quote it, he's going to show me how to take the stuff apart, He's going to show me who his upholsterer is, and then he's going to show me the big fat check he's going to get at the end. That's going to be mine next time. But if I don't give up a little bit, I'm not going to gain anything. So it's important mm-hmm. that we train each other, we teach each other. As far as five new franchises, we help each other out. Since the get-go, all my franchises around me are not a burden. They're actually an asset to me. When, I, when they first started coming around, I was a little mad because – all that free money was going away because nobody was around me. I was a little jealous at first because I was losing out some free money when I would get warranty jobs or people calling up. But then I would still give them the work because it wasn't mine. 
But then I learned if I focus on my territory and grow my territory, nobody can take that away. That'll never go away. And that was an asset when they came here because we help each other out. We encourage each other. We um, ask each other questions. If we run out of something, we can help each other out that way. And also we train also each other too, as you were just saying. I'm also yeah, learning yeah. Of it so I can make more money and we can all grow. That's fantastic. Uh, 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 that, that's the way it should be. And I know you mentioned too that, I mean, even because you were the first one there, you have the, the strongest foothold in the market. You, you get a lot of inbound phone calls. You end up fielding for, for the whole area. And um, it's no sweat, right? It's no skin off your teeth. It's just part of your daily routine. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, get love one to hear that. phone calls a day that are not mine. And what I will do is when if someone calls me, say, oh, you have to call David Keener, Five in Tampa, look it up. I'm like, is this your cell phone? And they'll be like, yes, it is. I'm like, I am going to text you the link to their website so that you can pull them up and you can give them a call. And at the same time, I'm letting the other company know, like Five New Pinellas or Five New Port Ritchie, I'm letting them know that they should be expecting a phone call. And the other reason why I do that is so that their SEOs can go up. If they're going to click on their link to their website, they're just going to give them better search engine optimization. And that's why I try to help Very everybody smart. out the best way I can. If I just give them the phone number, they never look up your webpage. If I never give them the webpage, they're going to know how organized that company is. Thanks for doing that. I appreciate that. It's very true. It all helps. Yeah, our website is phenomenal, by the way. I get people bragging all the time how easy it is to maneuver, how awesome it is, the before and after photos, how awesome they are. Um, Everything is just laid out for them to make it so simple for them and how professional it looks because my competition doesn't even come close. They're like, you don't have any competition because, number one, their websites are horrid, and number two, you're like on the first page of Google like three or four times. I'm like, thank you. I work really hard to make sure my customers are happy. Hey, Jesse, yeah. in, closing, I just wanted to say, in closing, I just wanted to say this. I think that if a person is single, they really need to surround themselves with positive business-minded people or people that just believe in them. They need to surround mm-hmm. themselves with people that are going to encourage them to not give up and to keep going and to even – give them ideas and support in that way. If they're married, for Sam and I, we had to just decide that um, we were going to be okay with every day. No matter how the day began or ended, we were going to be okay with each other and not take it personal and be angry with one another. Um, It's just a process that we realize that we're just in. It's just a process. And so to have that constant comfort of other people that are supporting you and encouraging you is huge. If you don't have that support system, then you have to get it. And even if it's five or new franchise, um, other franchisees, my husband is open. He's available for conversation, for communication, as are so many others. So I think mm-hmm. constantly having that support was huge for us. And we're so grateful that we had it with you guys. So thank you so very much for having us as franchisees. Yeah. And one more thing is if, franchisees to remember to stay away from naysayers. Mm-hmm. If there's another franchise who's always having doubt, they need to not speak to them anymore unless they want to give them encouraging words and then say, I'm sorry, I've got to go now. Because hanging around negativity is only going to bring negativity. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're fueling off of doubt, you're going to be consuming doubt, and you cannot live off of doubt. 
So hang out with those people or call those franchises that are successful and glean off of them. Don't glean off the ones that aren't making it because you already have that problem of not making it. You need to find a solution. Very, very true. Very true. And amazing parting words, I have to say. And I'm already thinking about the, uh, the seminars this fall. I'm looking forward to seeing everyone so we can have more conversations just like that, what you were describing. Um, right. So, yeah. Thank you so, so much for sharing your story, for sharing your insights, your philosophy, um, just everything. That was a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much. Well, it might sound like we're a paid advertisement, but we're not. We truly love the franchise. <laughs> yeah, believe we it. probably should it's mention true. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're in love just with Just so Spider-Man. everyone's clear. Um, yes, we do not well, thank get you paid very much. for it. Um, <laughs> yes. We and do if, it all over again. And if anybody ever needs to call us just to give them encouragement, feel free to call us. We have no problem with that. Thank you very much. I, ho- I hope, uh, hope people take you up on that. So do I. Actually, I hope that so they do, too, because I remember when we were in the same boat. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you very much. Thank you, Penny. Thank you, Sam. We'll talk soon, okay?